here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. It's my music. You're listening to Music of the Mat on the Voices of Wrestling podcast network. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Music of the Mat, a podcast devoted exclusively to the music of professional wrestling. It's all part of the Voices of Wrestling podcast network. I'm the barbarian, Andrew Rich, and joining me as always on this muscular mystery tour is my partner, the Scorelord, Chris Maffei, and together we are your hosts, the Power Chords of Pain. Chris, the last time we spoke, you revealed to both myself and to the listeners that you think that Greg the Hammer Valentine looks like a banana. Is that correct, sir? Oh, that's absolutely correct. Yes. Well, at the time when you mentioned this to me, I was a little taken aback, a little flabbergasted. I didn't really comprehend what you were talking about. And then I'd say a good two or three hours after we started recording, I had an epiphany. Chris, uh, to quote the great Yoda, there is another. There is another wrestler out there that looks like a piece of fruit. (laughs) In fact... This wrestler looks like multiple pieces of fruit. Chris. Oh my god. Chris. Toru Yano looks like... Toru... Listen, hear me out. Toru... Toru Yano looks like fruit salad. Hear me out, Chris. Hear me out. Focus on the tights. Focus on the tights. See all that red? See all that red in the tights, Chris? Reminds you of a certain strawberry... Perhaps. And look over there. Look over there. Those dashes of blue. Blueberries, maybe. You know? The green for the kiwis. The yellow for the pineapple. And then, to top it all off, you've got the uh, the flabby pale torso <laughs> of Torriano, which is like a nice dollop of, of whipped cream. So, your, your, your thoughts, Chris? Listen, folks. We were getting all set to do this episode. I was pulling up our, our notes on Google Docs. I loaded up our notes, and under the intro, I saw the words, Andrew's Fruit Wrestler. And I had to read this about three times to make sure it said that, and I wasn't just imagining that. <laughs> and it just hit me. It just hit me. Toriano looks like fruit salad. I, I was not prepared for this, I have to say. I was very, I, I was very caught off guard. I was not prepared for Greg the Hammer Valentine looking like a banana, but you know, we're not. We're, I guess we're even now. But, but I, I could not be more delighted in the result of this. I, you, you took the time. You took a week, uh-huh. and you thought about this. I, this should be the podcast. Like, fuck the themes. <laughs> we should be doing like the Power Bomb Produce podcast. There you go. Fruit salad, Toru Yano. Who, who would have thought, folks? Folks, the next time you watch a Toru Yano match, just imagine that's a bowl of fruit salad giving Takashi Iizuka a low blow. Oh, God. Just picture that. 
You'll, you'll, you'll be happier. <laughs> Trust me. You'll be, you'll be happier. What are we talking about here? I don't know. Let's get to our main discussion. Let's get to episode three. Chris, this is our second theme history episode of the podcast. We're talking about a man who has been to many different promotions throughout his career. One of the best dressers in the world, bar none. We're talking about the theme history of the phenomenal AJ Styles. Chris, just give your thoughts. Um, what you know? What what does AJ Styles? What does he mean to you as a wrestler? AJ Styles, one of my favorite wrestlers in the world right now. I think most people would agree that every time AJ Styles is in the ring, you just have to have your eyes on that match for the entire time. Your eyes on that ring for the entire duration, because the guy really never turns out a dud. He really never dogs it. He really is one of the best wrestlers in the world. And for so long when he was in TNA, I feel I kind of took him for granted a little bit because it was always, oh yeah, AJ's great, but you know, I, I'm more into Daniels. I'm more into Alex Shelley. Yeah. You know, yeah. There, there was always someone else. AJ's great, but look at this guy. But AJ Styles really was the common denominator of TNA. He really was the backbone of TNA, the lifeblood, the constant, and the guy that you could always go back to and the guy you could always rely on. And then you look at how he went and invested in himself, left TNA, had his tremendous run in New Japan, completely reinvented his career, which didn't really even need to be reinvented from a work standpoint, but from a prestige standpoint, from his, his perception in the eyes of the WWE, who didn't want him when he left TNA. He just completely reinvented himself in the eyes of the fans and in the eyes of his industry peers. And I truly think he's one of the best wrestlers in the world. And he's one of my favorite wrestlers to watch right now. So I love AJ Styles. I mentioned this uh, on the debut episode, but when I first started watching TNA, this was mid-2004. So this is when Impact was still starting out on Fox Sports Network. Yeah, I had no idea who any any guys were in TNA, but um, one of those guys, one of those first TNA guys that I became a big fan of was AJ Styles. And looking back now, I realized that uh, I gravitated towards AJ in a different way than I did towards Undertaker. I gravitated towards Undertaker because of his presence, the bike, the physical intimidation, the bell, the the whole thing of him being this dark figure that was fighting on the side of the light, you know, just basically him being a larger than life character. But I gravitated towards AJ because of what he could do in the ring, his ability as a wrestler, the speed, the agility, the technical prowess. He's doing all these crazy moves that I never seen before, like the spiral tap. The, the Fosbury flop, the Stylin DDT, which is what he does, the lion salt into the, the reverse DDT. Seeing 11 years old, seeing him do a springboard shooting star press blew my mind. And at that point, I knew this guy is amazing. I am a fan of his. And 13 years later, I am still a massive AJ Styles fan. He is, you said it the best, Chris. He is one of the best wrestlers in the world. He's a guy who I saw in 2005, the infamous, you know, the unbreakable three-way dance. Him, Joe, Daniels put on a clinic, a masterclass of a pro wrestling match. And 10 years later, think about that, Chris, 10 years later, 10 years is a long time in pro wrestling. 10 years later, he's putting on just as good, maybe even better matches with Okada, Tanahashi, Suzuki, you know, Roman Reigns, Ambrose, John Cena. He's putting on these amazing wrestling matches 
just at his age with his abilities still being as high as they are it's incredible you said you loved aj styles i love aj styles too no pun intended chris he is phenomenal abso-freaking-lutely so chris before we get to our themes for aj styles i think we should discuss briefly aj is a different subject than undertaker was because with aj we not only have one specific you know, composer, we have a multitude of them. AJ's a guy who's been not just WWE, he's been in TNA, he's been in Ring of Honor, New Japan, he's been everywhere. And we'll discuss, you know, over the course of this episode, the different types of composers that he's worked with. So this is very exciting because this episode, we're going to meet Dale Oliver. Mm-hmm. We're going to meet Yonosuke Kitamura. Yep. And we're going to meet CFOs. Now, we did play a Dale Oliver song, or maybe a few of them in our yeah. our episode one, but really, we have not gone into who these composers are. We talked a lot about Jim Johnson so far. I think everyone's familiar with Jim Johnson. I think he's, you know, even if you're the most casual of casual fans, you probably have some awareness of Jim Johnston. Dale Oliver, maybe a little bit less so. Yonosuke Kitamura, I'm not sure that anybody really knows who's making the New Japan themes. And CFOs, probably for trending towards your more diehard audience these days who knows who's making the themes in WWE now, but a lot of people probably don't even know that it's not Jim Johnston anymore. Mm-hmm. It's CFO. So we're going to get to meet all of these and they will be mainstays throughout the rest of the course of this podcast. So that's very exciting. And we're, we're going to try to introduce them and, and set them up for you guys. Well, Chris, we're kicking things off with a promotion. A lot of fans probably know a, a promotion called Ring of Honor. And uh, Chris, uh, Wikipedia doesn't do this man justice because Wikipedia only lists like four Ring of Honor themes for AJ. He's had a bit more than that, actually. Yeah, in fact, he's had about seven themes that we were able to trace and track down. And just from our knowledge and from the knowledge base of people on the internet, we found about seven themes that he has come out to during the course of his Ring of Honor run. Now, some were a little bit more memorable than others. Mm -hmm. Some you may not have even heard. I know for sure that there are some of these that I've never seen him come out to in the Ring of Honor days. So we're not going to spend too much time on a lot of these because they're pretty inconsequential to his career in the grand scheme of things. There are two themes in particular that we are going to mainly focus on, but why don't we start with just a brief little montage of some of the lesser known and less important, quite frankly, themes that he used in Ring of Honor. Sure thing. We start off with a song by a band called Seven Dust. The song is called Praise. Seven Dust, a standard new metal band. They're not as well known as other metal, new metal bands, I don't think. Uh, in terms of wrestling history, they did do a cover of Jericho's Break the Walls Down for a WWE anthology, and they did a song called Enemy, which was Unforgiven 2003's theme. But in terms of this song, Praise, it's it's fairly fairly generic, I think. This is pretty standard fare for an early 2000s new metal theme. Yeah, absolutely. You know, with that said, it is a catchy little number, and I am a fan of Seven Dust. You know, I, I'm not buying all their albums. I have a couple of songs, and I always liked them over a lot of their contemporaries back in the new metal scene. But yeah, this is, at the end of the day, you go to an indie show in 2000s, there's probably 10 people coming out to Seven Dust or songs that sound like Seven Dust. Next we have Wherever I May Roam by Metallica. (laughs) 
classic song, classic intro. Uh, to me, personally, this doesn't really fit an AJ Styles. I don't know how to explain it really. It doesn't really fit his, his, his mojo, I guess you could say. Yeah, I would almost think that this would fit him more now, being the nature of the song. You know, where I hang my hat is home. He's been all over the world. He's a world-traveled professional wrestler. This would almost seem more fitting for like some sort of a career retrospective video package on AJ. But he was using this around 2003 as an exit theme, which I find interesting. And I wasn't watching Ring of Honor at the time, so I can't speak to this with any sort of knowledge. But, you know, this is a song that was also used by Juventud Guerrera in ECW and currently Hooligan in CMLL. Uh, and this is just a classic album. This is, you know, the, the Black Album, Metallica's Black Album, 1990. Uh, I can't speak to how this really fit AJ at the time, like you said, but it does seem like an odd fit. But it's, it's an incredible song. Next we have the very uniquely named AJ Styles theme by Citizen Smith. This is a real deep cut. I had never heard of this band. I had never heard of this album that it's on, which is uh, FWA International Muerto por el Metal, released in 2004. It's an instrumental, and it sounds a lot like another song we'll be talking about real soon. It absolutely does. This was being used in 2003. I'm not sure where this came from, but let's you look down the track listing. This album, Muerto por el Metal, literally killed by metal. This has... Chris Hamrick, Chris Daniels, Kendo Kashin. Hey, yeah. A VOW favorite. The shooter. Uh, Cole Cabana, D'Lo Brown, AJ Styles, CM Punk, Raven, Homicide, Easy Money, Jerry Lynn. Like this, you just, this is quite an album here. I couldn't track this down for the life of me, but I could find this theme, thankfully, because it is one that AJ used for some time in Ring of Honor, and it is indeed a dollar store version of Touched by Vast, which we are going to be focusing on in a few minutes. And I'd like to know how they came up with this song title, too. AJ Styles theme. I mean, that's like... It's a real head-scratcher. It's abstract. So so imaginative. These artists, they're so complex, Chris. How do they do it? Next up, Up To My Neck In You by ACDC. off of Power Ridge. Again, great song. I love ACDC, but like the Metallica song, this doesn't really fit him, uh, especially the, the song itself. Up to my neck and you, it's 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 the, very much a, a Bon Scott, you know, sort of cheeky romance type song, but uh, yeah, it doesn't really fit AJ Styles. This might be divisive, but I am not an ACDC fan. Oh, I didn't know that. So, safe to say, this is not my favorite AJ Styles theme. We'll move on now to our next theme, but one that's a little hard to pronounce. I don't know if I can even do it. Also, Sprack Zarathustra by Richard Strauss. Chris. Have you ever heard this thing? Well, I mean, obviously, this is AJ Styles' theme song first used at WrestleRave 03. I mean... Ob- obviously, yes, but like... Nobody is as synonymous with this piece of music as AJ Styles is. I-, I couldn't possibly think of anything or anyone else when I hear this song. Oh, well. <laughs> All right, we get to now, uh, I guess, the-, the real heavy hitters of the Ring of Honor theme history for AJ Styles. First up, it's the one that uh, 
probably is best known in terms of overall Ring of Honor. This is a song by a band called VAST, which stands for Visual Audio Sensory Theater. The song is called Touched. I fucking love this song. First thing I have written down my notes, this song fucking rules. Mm -hmm. I think every sentence we just have to say fucking with this song. Just That's how just fucking great it is. Uh, so this fucking song was released on the 1998 album Visual Audio Sensory Theater, a self-titled album. Uh, so Vast is a band that, you know, they're, they're like an alternative rock, kind of industrial and experimental uh, rock metal band and there every time I listen to this song I think why don't I listen to this band because this is just this is incredible this song is, is it's absolutely stunning I think for a lot of people this when they think about AJ and Ring of Honor I think this would be the theme that they would go to uh, especially because it would later be sampled mm -hmm. in the next theme that we're going to talk about AJ Styles return to the indies theme demigods but focusing on this one right now I think one of the more unique things about this song is a sample, a vocal sample that it contains. Yep, yep. And I was able to track down what the sample is here. And it is from a song called, I'm going to try not to butcher this, Pilense P by the Bulgarian Voices Angelite, the Bulgarian Women's Choir. This is just a, a very, very interesting, very interesting song and a very interesting sample. I'll play a little clip of it. the first time I heard this song and that sample kicked in I immediately took notice of it I was like what is this I had never heard anything like that before this to me Chris touched is what I like to call a mental patient song I can listen to this song over and over and over again like a mental patient and never get sick of it I'm the same way, man. I was listening to this nonstop the day I was taking notes for the episode. This is just one of those songs, it gets in your head and it does not want to leave. I don't even know if I can like do justice to how great the song is just from an instrumental perspective. Just great layers of guitars and just great riffs. The drum work is great, yeah. The lyrics. I want to read a section of lyrics here that I, I really enjoy. The razors and the dying roses plead I don't leave you alone. The demigods and hungry ghosts, God, God knows I'm not at home. I'll never find someone quite like you again. That that's just that that is just poetry put to music. It's it's stunning. It really is. Like you said, touched would be sampled for AJ's last Ring of Honor theme when he came back to Ring of Honor after leaving TNA. A song called Demigods by Lab Rats featuring Slim J. This is my time, my grind. Promise someone do is right. Open, I see the sign. Now I give it all I got. This is not what you think. This is nowhere near game to me. It's the air that I breathe in my father's dreams. Seems out of reach in a little fall from my grandson's past. 
I'm not really a big rap fan, as you probably know, Chris, but uh, this is a real hot and catchy number. Oh, it absolutely is. Absolutely is. So it samples the intro and chorus of Touched, which is a very unique situation here that we have a wrestler coming out to a song that samples one of their previous themes, which I think personally is brilliant. And I don't know if this has really ever been done other than this instance. It's just That's a very interesting concept to me. I'm not sure how this song came about. I'm not sure if this is something that he found and said, oh, wow, that samples, you know, touched, or if this was something that was custom made for him. There's not a whole lot that I found on Lab Rats. Some of these indie hip-hop artists are very, very hard to find information on, and, and we scour the internet for this show. You know, we, we do as much research as possible, but at the end of the day, sometimes you just you just can't find what you're looking for with a lot of this, but we can still, we can still break this down here. I think a lot of people really gravitate towards this theme. A lot of it has to do with how great AJ Styles fits in with the rock rap dynamic. And this is going to be a pattern. This is going to be a trend here. Starting with I Am, with a remixed version of I Am, we're going to see that the blending of rock and rap really fits him. You have that and the fact that it samples touched. I really, really love this theme. Yeah, rock rap is going to be prevalent in not just Ring of Honor but also TNA, as you said, New Japan, WWE. We'll be seeing that a lot more as we go along in this episode. Before we leave Demigods, though, Chris, I want to just mention this brief verse selection here. The very first verse, actually. This is my time, my grind. Promise I'm going to do this right. So there you go. There is That's AJ Styles' mission statement. Sum it up right there. So, Chris, leaving Ring of Honor, we are now going to the land of total nonstop action. The land of Mr. Dale Oliver. The main TNA theme that people would know AJ Styles from, obviously, is I Am. That's the one that carried him throughout the bulk of his TNA career in one form or another. But first, there was another theme. AJ Styles' first TNA theme. I'm curious how many people know about this theme, Chris. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a song called Born and Raised by Dale Oliver. Chris, let's address the stolen elephant in the room here. If you're a TNA scholar, then you know that the musical history of TNA is rife with ripoff themes. And I'm not condemning Dale Oliver, Chris, for doing ripoff themes. Every promotion has done them, WWE has done them, WCW, it's it's part of the business. And nor, nor am I saying that ripoff themes in general are inherently bad songs. But what I will say is that ripoff themes generally fall into one of two categories. Category A is when the popular song that it's being ripped off, it's taken, you change a few bits of it, of the instrumentals, and you present a new song in an in instrumental form. For example, DDP's WCW theme is Smells Like Teen Spirit, change the notes slightly, make an instrumental version of it, there you go, there's DDP's theme. Same with Christopher Daniels' TNA theme, which is Disposable Teens by Marilyn Manson. Get rid of the lyrics, you know, change a few notes. Sounds sort of similar to it, but technically it's a new song. 
Then there's Category B. Category B, Chris, is what I like to call the Jackie Jormp Jomp themes. The what? Chris, on the show 30 Rock, uh, the character of Jenna Maroney, she gets cast in this Janis Joplin biopic. Unfortunately, the production company couldn't afford the rights to Janis Joplin's name or her music. So they changed the names and the lyrics of all her songs. So essentially, Janis Joplin becomes Jackie Jormp Jomp. This is what I'm talking about with Born and Raised. Born and Raised is a Jackie Jormp Jomp theme. You take Born in the USA by Bruce Springsteen. You change the title, you change the lyrics, you change, you change some of the music, you put it on this little mutation device, out comes a brand new song. And I'm going to stand up, Chris. I'm going to stand up. I'm going to applaud Dale Oliver for getting away with serious theft here. Because holy jumping fucking Jesus, this is Born in the USA. I don't know what you're talking about with your Jackie Jorp Jomp Jim Jamp. Jackie Jorp Jomp. I don't know what that is. That was a masterful explanation of whatever that was. I, I, I mean, you're going to have to bring that up on future episodes because I'm never going to remember what the name is. Believe me, I will. But I'm glad we're coining terms on here. That's, a, that's exactly what we should be doing because it's all about that hashtag branding. I also don't know what you're talking about, man. This is my favorite Spruce Springsteen song. <laughs> this, is, this is a tre- tremendous song here. This just had to be nauseating at the time, right? Like, Can I be honest, Chris? I, I, it's kind of catchy. <laughs> it's shit, but it's catchy. As a wrestling theme, you're, you're, you're okay with AJ Styles, one of the best wrestlers in the world, coming out to this. You want him coming out to this at WrestleMania? Is that what you're telling me? I'm not. No, I'm not okay with them. Fucking, it's fucking. You want him coming out to this at WrestleMania? I think that's what you want. It's goofy. Sh- it's goofy shit, Chris. I'm appreciating <laughs> goofy shit. Can we? Can I? Can we break down the lyrics here, please? Oh, oh yes, that was just what I was gonna suggest. I wrote down the lyrics. I transcribed the lyrics to "Born and Raised" by Dale Oliver. Born and raised in the USA. 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 That's the chorus. Then we get to our first verse. My blood is full of red, white, and blue. I'm the star hanging over you. Your words can't hurt me. I'm too tough. Ready for battle. I never give up. That's the first verse. America, Chris. America. Can I interject here? Please. Because I I played a little game of misheard lyrics Okay. with this song. For that... First verse there, those first couple lines. I heard, your words can't hurt me, I'm too dumb, ready for battle, I'm Hillary Duff. <laughs> so that's what I heard. So you, that's what you heard. You know, you, can, you decide at home, the listener, you decide who, if he's Hillary Duff or if he's too tough or whatever it is. Tweet us, tweet us, please. So then we get the chorus game, get the na 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 stuff. Second verse, Chris, is my favorite thing in the world. Here we go. <laughs> I own a piece of the American pie. If my country calls, I'm prepared to die. In my mind, this is war. I'll never forget what I'm fighting for. Prepare to die, Chris! I mean, I'm prepared to die too, but it's because I'm listening to this song. This is this is a theme, Chris. This is a real theme. Fuck. Can we move on, Chris? Should we move on? I think we should. Let's, uh, I'm Hillary Duff. Let's go. All right, let's, let's move on. Let's move on to a thing that everyone probably knows if you're a TNA fan. This is this is the first instance of, you know, a song that, as I said, it became AJ's song, really, for TNA, for most of his TNA career. A Dale Oliver original, one of the best originals he ever, ever made, in my opinion. Yeah. This is I Am.
that that opening drum kick and the guitar riff Bam. fantastic Bam. The, the, vib- the vibration on those guitars is great tremolo guitars i love it that's called tremolo for the people at home all right i'm learning i'm learning this by the, as we go here <laughs> <laughs> this so this is where now we're talking dale now we're talking Let's let's talk a little bit about Dale Oliver because now this is the point where we respect him, right? Yeah, he's earned our respect back after Born and Raised. We, you know, we, we thank you, Dale Oliver, for making this theme. So Dale Oliver, many would know him as the Jim Johnston of TNA. I don't say that as a slight. I say that as this is the guy. You know, this is the yeah, guy. A, a reference. Yep. Yeah. This is the guy that does everything. He handles all their music. Well, does Dale Oliver actually still? do music for TNA because I do not believe he does. I I have no I I'm not sure about that. I know Serge Salinas is the other guy. Serge Salinas, yes. AKA Dixie Carter's husband. Yep, that's that is a fact. I know he's handled a lot, a lot of the themes in recent memory. I don't know if Dale is is gone from TNA. But as you said, Chris, he is the the TNA music guy for most of TNA's history. And I am I think is one of his crowning achievements as a theme because if you look at the lyrics, Chris, if you want to get, you know, a baby face 80 styles over, I think, this is a, a big part of it. Look, look at the lyrics of, you know, of, of the song. Uh, Every day in my life, uh, I let the inside show through the outside. Okay, so he's showing heart through wrestling, obviously. I'm trying to do my best to pass the test and show respect to the other guy. All right, trying to win the match, but also show respect like a, like a baby face. I let him know I never run away. Courage. Learn to fly and you'll be on your way. With my head in the clouds and a smile on my face, I am alive and not a second to waste. Alright, flying high, baby face smile, let's win the match, let's go AJ. Very effective stuff, I think. It absolutely is, and it really, it screams heart, it screams AJ Styles. What I would like to touch on here is the second verse. Which happens to be my favorite verse. Things get interesting. Because I, I don't know if you know this about AJ Styles, but when he fights, it's not evil. Just, Just like, like being, being evil, evil Knievel. Knievel. What in the fuck does that mean? <laughs> I don't, I mean, I don't know. Evil Knievel, a daredevil. AJ does high-risk maneuvers, maybe. He jumps to the left and jump and rolls to the right. We know that is a fact. He's just trying to win the belt every night. I mean, every, I have to take a little logical offense here. If he's trying to win the belt every night, he'd have to be in a title. Yes, and what if he's already the champion? What is, how does that make sense? Well, it doesn't say it doesn't say what belt he could uh, he could be X division champion going for the going for the knockouts title. Yeah, or the, the tag belts or the legends title. You know, he just wants all the belts. He wants to be like that picture of Triple H where he has all the belts on him. Yeah. When I fight, it's not evil. So his fighting is not evil, whatever that even means. That line alone, I have no idea what that means. Just like being evil Knievel. So wearing a jumpsuit is not evil? I think I think wearing that jumpsuit is absolutely... I think that's the definition of evil. <laughs> have you seen that jumpsuit? Maybe Dale just needed to rhyme. It's hideous! <laughs> I love this theme, but this these lines have always bothered me. And then I jump to the left and roll to the right. Now we're just out of ideas. Dale Oliver cannot write a song past the the first verse. He he really can't. Once that first chorus is done, then you're just in for a shit show. I wonder if, how many people listening to this actually know who Evil Knievel is. We might skew a little younger here, Chris, with our podcast. Case Low has no idea who Evil Knievel is. Probably not. Probably not. Case Low is trying to... Get, it's K-N-I-E-V-E-L. Do your Googles. Look them up. Look up the jumpsuit. 
But really, this was one of the first TNA themes that I would listen to over and over and over when I first got into TNA. This is one of the first ones that I got. This was released on NWA TNA, the music volume one, an album I'm sure about 15 people actually bought. But you know, you're a wrestling fan online at the time. You know where to get this song. You know where to, you know where to go. But this would not be the only version of this song, Andrew. Nope. We now have our next version of I Am, the Phenomenal Remix, which was released on NWA TNA The Music Volume 2, and later on was released on the first quote-unquote official TNA album, I guess, the first main release, uh, Third Degree Burns, Music of TNA Volume 1. Same as the original, with a few slight changes in production. Records, record scratches, Chris. Listen, record scratches for me are, are like are like thunder in a theme. You, you, you put in some scratches... You know, some crab scratches. Oh man, that 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 that, that doesn't for me. You, you give me some some hip hop breakbeat drums, give it a nice little hip hop feel. This is my favorite version of this theme. I think this is a, a tremendous version. And again, to to circle back to when we were talking about demigods, this is the rap rock dynamic that really works so well for AJ Styles. It, this is this is quintessential AJ Styles theme. I think this might be probably the most essential version of I Am. Maybe. Um... I know the original version has the guitar solo. This version, the Phenomenal Remix, does not have a guitar solo. Instead, it has the second verse is repeated with this vocal effect on it. Just to, just to hammer home, just to hammer home the <laughs> evil community part. Just, just for me. Yeah, they, they, just, they sprinkled that all over the place with these cool drums behind it, the cool little drum breakdown. I mean, it's just, this, this, is, this is my favorite version of this theme just because of that, because they repeat that section about 15 times. Well, Chris, in 2006, AJ disbands his team with Christopher Daniels, he turns heel and <gasps> starts wearing long tights. That's right, we get the I Am Heel remix. Classic heel remix here, Chris. Slows it down, takes it down a little bit. Uh, interesting enough, uh, no long intro with the vibrating guitar. That's taken out. Instead, we get a drum kick into the chorus. And Chris, let's do a little, uh, little lyrical breakdown here. Notice in the chorus at the beginning, there is no you are, you are. It's just I am, I am. Showcasing his egotistical side a little bit more, a little, little bit more eco-heel-ish. A little selfish there, huh, Alan? A little, self- little selfish there, Uncle AJ, isn't it? Do we know what we are, we are, and what he is, he is? Can, can we figure this out somehow by the end of the show? I interpret it as two things, as two ways. It is either AJ and the opponent are two different wrestlers, so it's like a declaration of identity, or it's you are this wrestler, but I am AJ Styles. I am better than you. I am going to win. That's what I thought. It could be two, two different ways. So it's like respect versus arrogance. Interesting. That's what I thought of. You know, that's probably exactly what it is. So yeah, the, the heel remix, I gotta say though, the drum work I think is incredible in this version. I love the drums on this. 
but I have to make note the babyface versus seem a little bit strange in comparison to the overall heelish nature of the theme. Yeah, it just still sounds too much like a face theme. I think they should have gone with a new song entirely. Mm-hmm. And you can't just have the down-pitched vocals, slow it down, have it go through puberty, as you like to say. That doesn't always work in this case. In the case of The Undertaker and the Ministry theme, absolutely, that was frightening. I still have nightmares about it. This, it just sounds... You know, it's a bit deeper, a bit heavier, but it just sounds like they're trying too hard to make it a heel theme, and it's still ultimately, lyrically, a babyface theme. Mm -hmm. What I will say as uh, something that I love about this theme, that cool lead guitar line from the the pre-chorus and the earlier versions, they put that in the intro, and I love that. That's my favorite development that this theme brought about. They moved that lead guitar to the intro. I am, I am. Very yeah, catchy. That's really good. Very catchy. Yeah. If, you, if you go back in, in the original themes, that comes in a little bit later in the song. AJ at this time it was always a bit weird when AJ was a heel in TNA, especially especially earlier on. I could just never buy it. Yeah, this especially this era. Yeah, yeah, this is a very strange. He was too goofy. It was a little bit too goofy. AJ when he was doing like the whole you know Christian Coalition Angle Alliance thing where he was like a lackey. Yeah, I remember one point he was like the Prince of Phenomenal AJ Styles. Like Kurt Angle crowned him a prince. I was like, what the fuck are you doing? It's AJ Styles for God's sake. A lot of real goofy stuff going on at the time. Real goofy stuff. Didn't, yeah. didn't really connect with me, and that reflects in the theme. This theme did not connect with me as a heel theme. Didn't really go all the way in terms of AJ's potential as a heel. We would later see some great heel work from him in his career. So, Chris, we're taking a little sidestep from I Am, in a way. We are getting a little bit of Christian hip-hop. Oh, my favorite. Infused into our AJ Styles themes. Yeah. Here we go, Chris. This is the band called Grits. Chris, are you ready to fly? I'm ready to fly. Here it is, Get Ready to Fly by Grits. Get ready to fly. Now, Grits is a Christian hip-hop group from Nashville, and their name, the acronym, stands for Grammatical Revolution in the Spirit. And AJ Styles, as we know, is a man of Christian faith, Mm -hmm. not the wrestler, but the religion. And uh, so, how fitting to have a theme done by a Christian hip-hop group. Not only that, Chris, but uh, according to Wikipedia... AJ's actually good friends with Grits. Is that so? They met in like in like Orlando at Universal Studios. And like I guess, you know, they hooked up for a theme. That's an interesting little tidbit. I'm always curious to know how some of these more independent, a little bit more obscure artists get involved mm-hmm. with wrestling themes. So that's pretty cool that they that they're personal friends with AJ Styles and that they met him and yeah. he's like, hey, 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 why don't you guys do a verse for me? Yeah. Your AJ, your AJ impression is on point, I guess. <laughs> you know who does a great 
a great AJ impression is noted Bullet Club member Frankie Kazarian does a tremendous AJ Styles impression. But that's probably because they're like best friends. So yeah, Gary Defly is basically the heel remix of I Am infused with hip-hop lyrics. Chris, you're the hip-hop aficionado of the podcast. I am. I am, I am. Uh, you are, you are. Go, <laughs> go over a couple of these lyrics, because uh, there's multiple references to AJ and TNA here. They say he couldn't do it. Huh? Say he ain't ready for it. What? That's the first line, and that's already tremendous. <laughs> but what this reminds me of here is Samoa Joe's Nation of Violence theme. And the first line of that is, Watch him do it. They never thought he could, but deep inside he always knew he would. Now that's obviously a heel theme for Joe. This is not a heel theme for AJ, but a lot of the whole, oh, he couldn't do it, proving people wrong. A theme that I've, I've seen pop up in, in more than a few themes, and that jumped out to me immediately as I was reading these lyrics. These lyrics really, there's, eh, we're, we're not in Mino territory. No, it's not that bad. These guys can spit. I don't really have any a whole lot of criticism of, of their verse. I really love the flow of the second verse. Let me play a little bit here because this guy, he really has a, has a nice little flow here. There is another line here that... <laughs> there's a line about... Puzzle pieces flying into the bleachers? What is going on? What what, do you, what are you doing? Don't ask like, me. <laughs> Don't ask me. AJ, a.k.a. Lionheart, because everyone oh, yeah. calls him Lionheart. Common nickname for AJ Styles, Lionheart AJ Styles. Everyone knows that, right? Oh, yeah. This is, nobody else goes by Lionheart. You know, it's interesting, since Lionheart almost broke his neck taking a Styles clash later on. Uh, Lionheart, the wrestler from the UK. So that's pretty, pretty weird that this line is in here. But yeah, no one calls him Lionheart again. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm not entirely sold on, on this friendship that Grits has, unless they call him Lionheart, and that's just like a an inside thing with them. Well, Chris, uh, before we get to our next theme, I should uh, mention this line from Get Ready to Fly. Don't forget the name, A. Do I need to explain, J. Welcome to TNA. We about to change a thing. Chris, our next theme is going to change some things. Oh, yes. Ladies and gentlemen... It's time for Fortune 4. Fortune 4! Fortune 4! Fortune 4! Fortune 4! We're about to chase things! We're about to chase things! Oh! Chris, when I first heard this... When I first heard for- Fortune 4, oh! You know what I thought of immediately? You're unbelievable. Oh! <laughs> That's all I could hear. And I mean, it is. It is unbelievable. It is unbelievable. Uh, AJ, for those of you that don't remember, for those of you who want to forget, maybe, <laughs> AJ in 2010 forms a group with Bobby Roode, James Storm, Kazarian, and Ric Flair, a group called Fortune. Not 4chan. No, not 4chan. That's a different thing entirely. Fortune. And, of course, a new stable needs a new theme, so Dale Oliver whips up Fortune 4, known by the ultimate title, Gonna Change Some Fangs, <laughs> which is just the greatest title in the world. Fangs, T-H-A-N-G-S. I don't know what you call this other than the simultaneous best and worst thing in the history of audible mechanical waves and vibrations. I, I've been listening to this song for a week straight. I'm humming it. I'm singing it. I'm singing these lyrics. 
these awful, amazing lyrics. Andrew, can we get a full lyrical breakdown? Because I know that you sat down and you transcribed, you transcribed these lyrics, which I must say is the most Andrew Rich thing that ever Andrew Riched. I had to. Something inside me compelled me to write these words down and save them for the rest of time. Let's mention, though, first, the chorus. We are, we are, Fortune 4. Nice little callback there to I am, I am. Interesting, interesting. I didn't even pick up on that. I noticed that, I noticed that, yeah. About to change some things. About to change some things. First verse, Chris. In-ring show, it ain't no act. Fortune 4, bringing on the bitch slap. From the (laughs) way we dress. Stop, 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 stop. Oh, okay, yes. Fortune 4, bringing on the bitch slap. Are, are they proud of this? Is this something to be proud of? They're heels, Chris. Yeah, but y- you'd think that they'd want to present themselves as being a little bit more tough than, hey, we're going to bitch slap you. We could spend all day on these things. Could we just get through them, please? No, this this is the important stuff. This is what the people need to know. All right, next line. All right, next line. <laughs> From the way we dress, the way we roll, fast cars, pretty girls, and lots of dough. Could also be fast girls, pretty cars, and lots of dough. That too. Hey now. You're an all-star. Who says lots of dough, by the way? Um, Homer Price. That's a reference that probably no one will get. Nope, I don't get it. From the stage to the ramp, from the ramp to the ring, these four corners, it's our ecstasy. Now stop, stop, no, stop, nice, stop, stop right nice here. Nice rhyme, that asshole. Even, yeah, that doesn't even rhyme. Uh, that, bring back grits. Get grits back in here because this, this is pitiful. And are, are they are they admitting to drug use within the lyrics of this song? I don't know, but I do know this. If this theme was around like four years earlier, it wouldn't make sense. A six-sided ring, Chris, that's TNA's trademark. That's very true. Four corners? What is that, what is that bullshit? This is six sides, baby. Could you imagine if Fortune lasted longer, if they lasted until the six sides got brought back? They'd have to go in and change this. Yeah. Dude, Dale Oliver would be so pissed. He, ah, I gotta open up the Pro Tools session just for this one line. I gotta get this vocalist back in here. But I'd be getting paid Ugh. for this bullshit. We can fly high, get you low, beat you where, any go. I think it's the line. It, it probably is the line. It's hard to make sense of some of the stuff, Chris. The vocals are a little iffy. Don't run, can't hide, don't try, don't you know. I, I don't. Course. I really don't. Second verse, Chris. You mentioned with Dale... Things take a little bit of a turn with the second well, verse. Well, the first verse wasn't all that great, but yeah, I mean, no, let's no. get into these uh, the second verse here. It's all about the fame, all about the fortune. Get ready, folks. All the right moves, sex of the motion. Sex of, of the, the motion. motion. What does what that does even, even mean? mean? What does it mean? Sex of the motion. What, is, what does that have to do with anything? And also, <laughs> is it in motion of the sex? <laughs> Isn't that the way it's supposed to go, Dale? And it's it's not like it's not like you misheard this. These are the actual words. I think they are at least. Sex of the motion. What are they doing? The money and the bling bling. They shower over me. We're masters of the in ring. We're gonna change things. These are all white guys, by the way, in Fortune, Chris. I don't know if you knew that. Oh, very aware that these are some of the whitest people of all time, including the man who wrote this song. AJ, James Storm, Ric Flair. You couldn't be more white. Than those guys. Bobby Roode is Canadian. He's the epitome of white. Okay, we're almost done, Chris. Fortune is destiny. Crazy on my enemies. I'm living like I'm dying. So long live the legacy. Living like I'm dying? Clearly, you'd have to be if you're writing this song. Because at that point, you just don't give a fuck about anything. So yeah, I believe that. This is the first believable line 
of the entire fucking song. There's power in numbers. We're going to take you under. Below the earth. To your hell. Full throttle. Ring the bell. Chris, are we... No, they delivered on that. We're in hell, right? With this song? They, they, they absolutely delivered on that. So the, I, I think the second verse was, was more believable than the first one because, yeah, this is our hell. This is my personal hell. I find it funny, Chris, that for a song called Fortune 4, a lot of times Fortune had more than four members, didn't it, Chris? That's my favorite part of this, when there was more than four people in the group at the same time, and yet they were coming out to Fortune 4. But really, how fitting, because none of this makes sense. So why should the numbers make sense? Why should the sides of the ring have to make sense? Did they really succeed in changing things? Um, I think these are the questions that we have to ask ourselves as a people. Let's see. Did they change anything, Chris, when they feuded with EV 2.0? Uh, they made me stop watching TNA. Did they change anything when they merged with Immortal to create one big superhero faction that didn't need to exist at all? Instead of doing the logical thing, they just Immortal versus Fortune to begin with? Actually, that made me start watching TNA again. Oh, really? So they sent me off and they brought me back. There you go. Mainly for that immortal theme, that hilarious NWO ripoff. Yeah, we'll get to, we'll get to that in the future, folks. Don't you worry. Chris, we thankfully leave Fortune Four behind. Although, judging by judging by our next theme, it's not that much better, to be honest with you. Oh no! Yeah, this is not a good one, Chris. This is I am I am AJ Styles Eleven Remix. Chris, I hate this one. This is my least favorite version of the, the I Am themes. I 100% agree. He used this in 2011 for not the longest period of time in comparison to some of the other versions of I Am. This sounds like one of the horrible albums that you can find on Spotify that covers wrestling themes just really badly. It starts off with this gross pitch correction in the intro. Now, first of all, who is this this new hack vocalist? I don't know. I auto. I immediately auto tuned. What is this? My ears. Are, my ears. This is not good for my ears. What is this? Now the guitars in this version, a little bit more high gain, a little bit more heavy. Now normally I have no problem with that, but this is trying so hard to be progressive metalcore or gent, but it's just too sloppy to be that. This song is so sloppily made, and the drums sound so programmed, and the synths are just all over the place. I hate this version. It took a great theme and it made it sound like it was remade by some goof on SoundCloud or some goof doing these horrible wrestling covers on Spotify. This is probably the worst song that he came out to in TNA. Two things from my perspective, Chris, on the, on the 11 remix. First of all, there are three drum kicks into the song. Personally, too many drum kicks. Ruins the flow. You need that. You need that one drum kick or two at the most to get into the chorus. You know, get into the, get into the the I am I am part of it. Three, it's too much. Number two, everything sounds disjointed from one another. The guitars, the vocals, the drums, everything sounds like they're all playing out of time. It's not all connected together like the other themes are. To me, I can't get past it. This is not a good theme, Chris. Thank God he only used this for a short amount of time because. Uh, really, this 
is a, ru- a ruining experience for me. I completely agree. Hate this theme. Let's move on. He went back to Get Ready to Fly after this one until his final TNA theme, Chris. AJ Styles becomes a lone wolf. Big banter. He grows out his hair. He starts wearing all black. He becomes the lone wolf. Big banter, AJ Styles. <laughs> he starts using an outside song, a song by an artist named Blues Saracino, a song called Evil Ways, The Justice Mix. Chris, I don't know what you think about this song. I'm of two minds about it. Mind one is that I like it a lot. I think it's a, a good, a fairly good song. Mind two, it doesn't really fit AJ Styles. What, what are your thoughts on this? Well, the first thing that I wrote down in my notes is, ugh. <laughs> does that give you an indication of? of- I think it. I, I think it does. I mean, look, I'm not. It's not my favorite song, but it's fine for what it is. This entire period of AJ Styles. I will say, was worth it just for the comically oversized leather jacket and that video of him riding the bat cycle. Do you remember this? I do not. I'll look it up. So this was around the time when he was portraying a very loose cannon, mm-hmm. a very, you know, is he on is he on drugs? Is he an alcoholic? Is he, is he babyface? Is he heel? We don't know. We don't know what he is. Very. Yeah, is he going to join Aces and Eights? We don't know. A very strange period of time for AJ. And a very strange theme. Now, I don't like this as an AJ theme. And I really didn't like it when they would transition from this to Get Ready to Fly. Mm -hmm. Like, the first time they did that, I could see. But then they would do it every week, and it was just so hokey. He would come out, It's been a long, long holiday. And and he would come out, he'd do the whole, you know, emo country entrance i can't stop my evil ways. he would come out with his evil ways and then he'd stop and then get ready to fly Bow, and then he'd do, na, 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 he'd do his little pose and and he would do this every week and i thought you know you do that once that's interesting that's cool it's a transition from this character back into the aj that we know but he would do this every week this song itself for what it is i'm not gonna uh, i'm not gonna bury it here I'm not the biggest country guy, as you know. Dale Oliver, obviously very rooted in country, and this artist that that made this theme, Blue Saracino, uh, a country artist. I'm not going to bury it, because for what it is, if you like country, you probably would enjoy this song. And it, it's, I guess it has that Sons of Anarchy type of vibe to it, which Aces and Eights completely just parroted for themselves. So it fits thematically. I just don't like it. And I didn't like this entire run that AJ had on. And it really soured me on AJ for a little while. So when he left TNA, I wasn't as high on AJ Styles as I had once been or would be again. Would you say that this is the you're gonna pay of AJ Styles themes? Oh, interesting. I didn't thought about it like that. Now, obviously, similar sounds, Southern rockish, countryish. Very interesting. I have to think about that one, Chris. Because I, when I heard the song, I, I thought this could fit like a James Storm easily. Oh, absolutely. This When he was doing the gimmick with Sonata and TJ Perkins. Yeah. I could have seen him coming out to this. Oh, yeah, for sure. 
So, Chris, that is the end of uh, AJ Styles' TNA themes. He's now a free man. He can go anywhere, anywhere he wants. He goes to New Japan Pro Wrestling. He joins Bullet Club on his debut night. In his first match there, he wins the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. The beginning of a two-year journey that really gave us so many incredible matches. Really the recognition of AJ's career. He has two themes in, in New Japan. The first one we'll just mention really briefly, because we'll be talking about that in a future episode, obviously. This is the Bullet Club theme, Shot'em by Kubrick. Bullet Club. For life. I imagine that we will discuss this in depth on some sort of a Bullet Club dedicated episode. Not a whole lot of information on Kubrick as well. I do know that he has a SoundCloud page, and also on his SoundCloud, in addition to the Bullet Club theme, is the Rapungi Vice theme. So that's something to research and something to look up and maybe see if we can we can get some scoops about that and some background on Kubrick for a later episode. But we just wanted to include this because it is part of Styles' theme history. So that, yeah, Shotham was AJ's theme for the Bullet Club, obviously. Now, his singles theme was a song by Yonosuke Kitamura, who, like you said, Chris, is New Japan's resident composer. He's the main guy. And for AJ, he made a fucking killer theme song. This is Styles Clash. I love this song so much. Yonosuke Kitamura, he's essentially the Jim Johnson of New Japan and has been since around 2006. Now, while there are a few themes, a few big themes, such as high energy or or subconscious or Goto's theme that he is not responsible for, he is responsible for most of the themes that you would hear Mm -hmm. in modern New Japan if you're going through. And he has a website and if you want to see his entire music listing, you can go to rmlabel.net and go through his entire discography and see what he's done. But he does a lot of the themes, most of them for New Japan. He also does all of the pay-per-view themes. He does all of those. So a lot of the incidental music in New Japan, that's also done by Yonosuke Kitamura. So he turned out a fucking banger yeah. with Styles Clash. He knocked it out of the park with this one because it, it's the perfect blend of rock and metal and hip-hop that we've come to know makes a great AJ Styles theme. And right off the bat, you know, it starts off with this epic intro with these big claps, and then it transitions to these delicious riffs with this really genty guitar tone and a nice little genty riff that comes in after the chorus section. I love this theme. If you notice the beginning, near the beginning too, a killer rock scream. Oh, absolutely. I don't know if you, if you, hear, if you hear closely. One of the one of great rock scream. And yeah, it takes a good like 90 seconds before we get to any lyrics. But the time before that, I'm not, I'm not complaining at all because this, this riff is just great. I think a lot of people, when he first started using this, didn't realize that this had lyrics in it. And it takes a few times of him using it before you really... Like, is there... What are, what is that? Yeah. But then you hear it, and then you will never unhear it. Nope. Fuck your dreams. 
Fuck your life. Sometimes just need a break from the crazy shit. Fuck your dreams. Fuck your life. Chilling out all day on some lazy shit. It's like nothing else on the earth you'll ever see. <laughs> I don't know the rest of the words. It's like nothing else on this earth that you'll ever see. Bad shit, lunatic, he's building up the seams from the ground up. Coming up. Fuck your dreams, fuck your life. I'm tired of your R and your tight jeans. Woo! Hot fire. Flame. Hot fire. Flame emojis. Through. I don't know who that rapper is, but my god, that was a hot verse there. <laughs> It's just so funny that he's just walking out to fuck your dreams, fuck your life on a New Japan broadcast. I love that they can can do that. I love that Taka's theme starts off with, fuck you, or Taka is coming, coming, motherfucker. motherfucker. (laughs) I I love that. That's one of my favorite things. And I know you love when the Gorillas of Destiny curse. So profanity in New Japan, that's going to be something that I hope that we get to talk a lot about. Because it's just great when they can get that in a theme. You could, yeah, you could shove Tangarala lightly on the shoulder. And I'll scream, fuck you! Ah, oh, fuck you, motherfucker! I fucking hate you! You know, maybe uh, maybe this was uh, one of the Gorillas of Destiny doing this uh, this verse here. Maybe, maybe. Really, though, looking at the lyrics, though, Chris, very relatable. Sometimes you, you just need a break from the crazy shit. Chilling out all day on some lazy shit. Very relatable. I mean, who else hasn't, you know, done that stuff, you know? This might be my favorite AJ Styles. In fact, this is my favorite AJ Styles theme. Of all of them. It has all the elements of an AJ Styles theme that I love. It has unnecessary profanity, but in the end, it is so necessary. And it really seals the deal, brings it home. And to top it off, it's associated with such a great run in New Japan. And just really a run that I think a lot of people will look back on and feel very fondly about when AJ Styles' career is all said and done. This might be my number two theme all-time AJ Styles. I think I Am might edge it out slightly to begin with. The original, but um, this is still great too, man. I I love this theme. Well, Chris, all good things must come to an end. AJ leaves New Japan at the beginning of 2016, goes to WWE, and gets his first WWE theme song, his first to date, the aptly named Phenomenal by CFOs. They don't want none. They don't want none. They be scared. I, how great is this, man? With some sullen boys. With the farmer strength. Ain't nobody, nobody man, man enough, enough to feel the pain. pain. What a banger. Right from the start. Right from the jump, he gets a great theme like this. This is great. I want to take you through the range of emotions that I had the night of the Royal Rumble when AJ Styles debuted. Because, first of all, AJ's debut in and of itself. Monumental. Something I never thought I would see. Something most people never thought they would see. So that in and of itself, tremendous. But to hear this theme, and you can never you can never hear a song for the first time again. And there are songs that I wish I could hear with completely fresh ears again, just for, to have that experience over. I will always cherish the memory of AJ Styles walking out at the Royal Rumble to this song. Because the second I heard that chord progression, and the, yep. Yep. It's just like, what is this? What is this? This is, this is Reverend Devon? What? The, legitimately, my first thought was, is Reverend Devon coming out right now? Are the eyes of righteousness gonna, gonna appear? Legitimately, my first thought. 
But then you hear the song and you see AJ and it's just an incredible moment. I spent the entire rest of the night scouring the internet for a relatively good quality version of this song. And when it was finally released, you have never seen a happier person in your life. I don't think I listened to anything else for the entire rest of that day when they put it on YouTube or when they put it on iTunes, whichever came first. I just know that I was so happy when this song came out. And I will always remember that debut and that entrance. And it still gives me goosebumps to go back and watch. That night, I was waiting for AJ to, to, to debut. You, you got to get the rumors, obviously, of, oh, AJ's going to be in the Rumble. He's going to be in the Rumble this year. And you think, okay, when's he going to come out? And B, what's his music going to be? That's what you got to think about, you know? And comes out at number three, Chris. I mean, that's pretty early in the Rumble. And yeah, like you hear those those church organs, which a nice little nod there for AJ's you know Christendom, you know. Uh, the church organs kick in. Roman Reigns gets this confused look on his face, and I'm like, "What is this? Like, I, I don't recognize this theme song from anyone." Camera pans in, crowd erupts. AJ Styles is standing on the on on the, on the ramp, and I was like, "Holy fucking shit! It's AJ. He's here." And it's like you know. It takes a couple of seconds to like for the music to get to your ears, you know, and it's like, what is this thing? Because like this is this is powerful right off the bat. So yeah, you were like you were elated. I was like stunned because I didn't think AJ would ever come to WWE, but he's here and he's got this song. And let's talk about it, Chris. I'd like to point out that the response on the internet that night. The general consensus among idiots was that this song was performed by DMX. And let me tell you something, folks. I could not be more disappointed in humanity than I was that night. In what world does this sound anything like DMX? Andrew, you're an extremely white person. You listen to almost no rap. Is that fair to say? Almost. I have a couple DMX songs in my library. So you know what DMX sounds like? Yes, I do. The night of. Did you think this was DMX? I don't think so. You better not. You better. Oh. At least as far as I remember, I don't think so. You better not have. I was kind of focusing more on AJ himself than the actual, than the voice, but you know. Well, I mean, I was too, but still, I mean, I, I was so taken by the entire presentation, but this does not sound in any way like DMX. Let me play you a sample of what DMX sounds like. Hey, this is the fucking shit I be talking about. Half rapping ass motherfuckers. You think it's a game? You think it's a fucking game? Now, the thing that bothers me here is not the idiots on Twitter. Oh, it is Styles and DMX team. It was that I saw it being reported by wrestling news sites. Wrestling-news dot whatever the fuck. Oh, AJ Styles coming out to DMX. No. And I was so mad that I wrote to them and I corrected it. And they released they released a correction later saying, well, some have told us that this is not DMX. It certainly sounds a whole lot like. What? Some have told us. Yes. And I am the sum that told them. Because I cannot stand for this. I cannot stand for this. This is not DMX. Doesn't sound anything like DMX. DMX is from fucking New York. DMX does not have a southern accent. He's not a southern boy with the farmer strength. Okay? Now, having said that, this song is inspired by No Sunshine by DMX. Ah. Which was Anderson Silva's walkout theme. Which is why I think a lot of people got confused. Because it's the same chord progression, mm-hmm. and it's the same song, 
which is an interpolation of Ain't No Sunshine by Bill Withers, mm-hmm. which is one of the greatest songs ever made, in my opinion. So both of the songs, the DMX song and this song, Phenomenal, are based on that, based on the chord progression. And DMX's song samples the chorus as well. AJ Styles himself was interviewed in the ring before an event by Jonathan Coachman, who asked him, Hey, AJ, so you got DMX doing your new music. Why DMX? And AJ Styles goes, Oh, well, I mean, DMX is the best, so uh, he's, he's the man. Oh, oh, I gotta, oh, no. You gotta have a DMX theme. Oh, no, AJ. AJ even thinks it was DMX. Oh, no. My head exploded when I saw that. It's not DMX. Listen, we're uncovering things as we go along on this podcast. We uncovered in the first episode that Jindrak is canon. We uncovered in the second episode that The Undertaker is, in fact, Mino from Harlem World. Episode 2.5, Greg the Banana Valentine. Yes. And episode 3, it's not DMX. With all that said, this is a great theme. Yes, it is. Has that southern soul that you you associate with AJ Styles at this point. Yep. And it's just an absolute banger. Lyrically, I'm a Mack truck. Don't get run over. We some country boys working overtime for it. Kings of the South. We never had nothing. Blue collar boys do it with their hands muddied. Now, obviously, an AJ Styles theme the case can be made, though, Chris. Briscoe Brothers theme? <laughs> Do you think it's possible that CFOs had this in their back pocket when the Briscoes could have gone to WWE? They didn't go to WWE. CFOs resurrected this theme like Jesus Christ himself and gave it to AJ Styles, a man of God. <laughs> Is that possible, Chris? I would go with that, except there's just a distinct lack of man up. Fuck, you're right. But I absolutely see why you would go with that. Yeah. Well, in any event, Chris, this was an absolute blast. We noticed we talked a little bit more about the lyrics, really, of the songs than the actual music itself, but I think in this case, AJ's themes, a lot more lyric-heavy than Undertaker's themes, definitely. For sure, yeah, they are. Chris, you mentioned earlier, we sent out a poll on our Twitter feed uh, asking our listeners which AJ Styles theme uh, do they think is the best? Uh, which reveal the results of this theme there now, Chris. Sure. Well, coming in last place, which I feel could have done a little bit better, with 15% of the votes was touched his classic Ring of Honor theme. Coming in third place with 23% of the votes was I Am. Coming in second place with 24% was Phenomenal. And the winner with 38% of the votes, Styles Clash, his New Japan theme, which is my favorite as well. So there you have it. And that's going to do it, Chris, for this episode of Music of the Mat. Thank you, the listener, for so much for tuning in. Just a couple of friendly reminders here. Music of the Mat is part of the Voices of Wrestling podcast network, home to a variety of informative and entertaining podcasts all about pro wrestling. Check them all out, voicesofwrestling.com. Twitter, follow us at Music of the Mat or our personal accounts. I am at Andrew T. Rich. I am at We're Still Soup, W-E-R-E, Still Soup. Our email address, musicofthemat at gmail.com. Also, head on over to the Voices of Wrestling forum page. Get in on the conversation here about this episode or episodes past. Voicesofwrestling.com slash forum. Also, check out our YouTube playlists. Chris is kind enough to assemble a playlist on YouTube, all the different themes we're talking about. 
of this episode, episodes past, episodes future. It's a great place to listen to the songs that we're talking about here in full. And also, finally, uh, Voices of Wrestling, finally back on iTunes. Hooray! Yes! Thank you, Rich, for all of your tireless efforts. Thank you, you, Rich Krejci. Yes, put in because, my God, fuck iTunes and fuck Apple. That said, give us a review on iTunes. Yes, please. Yes, send send the entire VOW feed some love on iTunes. Give us a five star review and a rating because that would help us tremendously, getting more eyes and ears on Voices of Wrestling in general, and that's what we're all about here. Chris, in the summer of nineteen ninety six a pro wrestling juggernaut was formed. Its emergence shook the foundations of wrestling and the world at large. Ratings went up. Brotherly bonds disintegrated. A wrestling empire was almost sent six feet under. And over 20 years later, this icon continues to reveal its influence, not just in pro wrestling, but in the grander scheme of pop culture. Aziz Ansari on SNL, Kendall Jenner on the fashion show Runway, and in two weeks' time, Chris, this staple of the squared circle will make itself known on this podcast. Chris, on episode four, we're going to inject the podcast with a lethal dose of poison and discuss the theme history of the New World Order. For 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 life for life. You know, Chris, I noticed on this episode we didn't do as much karaoke as we normally do. This was very much a, a lyrical breakdown episode, more often than not. But I think with the NWO and their penchant for delicious guitar riffs, we're going to be karaokeing up a storm all night long. Oh, I very much envisioned that. So don't you worry, folks. There's going to be plenty to karaoke plenty to karaoke and plenty of sound effects to go along with it plenty of sound effects eric bischoff pointing at things new 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 world order coming up on episode four chris what did we learn this episode please remind the folks well we learned that if you have ears Mm -hmm. and they do work phenomenal is not by dmx also toriano's fruit salad more importantly more importantly in fact chris i think if we can give Toriano a new nickname, let's call him Most Noble Brain Food. You see, Chris, blueberries are commonly known as brain food, and Toriano's nickname is the Most Noble Brain, so when you combine the two... Music of the Mad is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. The songs used throughout this show are property of their respective copyright holders. Here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations. Limited time only plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery.